is it just me or is it getting a bit tiresome with all these reboots, revivals, remakes, and spin-offs? Now, don't get me wrong, it's definitely a great idea to bring back a franchise under the right circumstances. But what circumstances am I talking about here? And is Hollywood running out of original ideas? That and more in today's episode of Let's Talk Media. Let's Talk Media is a podcast series in which I give my thoughts about certain topics within the entertainment industry. Today's episode is about all these reboots, sequels, remakes, revivals, and spin-off shows that have appeared in Hollywood during the late 2010s. Now, these revivals have existed in Hollywood for decades now, but I've noticed that since the late 2010s, that all of these have made an unprecedented level of occurrence within the Hollywood industry. Now, to be honest, saying reboots, sequels, remakes, revivals, and spin-offs is a bit tiring to say over and over again. So for this episode, I'll just say the word revival as a blanket term for all of that. So for today's episode, I give my thoughts on when it's a bad idea to bring back a beloved property. For that, I have two criteria. Number one, does the revival serve a purpose other than money? Now, of course, you need to make a profit on something that you make in Hollywood. But money can't be the only reason. If it's made just to make a profit, then the revival's a bad idea. For example, the original Party of Five show is about five members of the Salinger family caring for each other after their parents die in a car accident. The Party of Five reboot, which premiered in 2020, is about five members of the Acosta family caring for each other after the parents get deported. This reboot has a reason to exist besides money and having a recognizable brand. The separation of immigrant families is a relevant topic these days and isn't talked about as much as it should in media. Now here's a bad example of bringing back a franchise. The movie Psycho is a masterpiece, but the 1998 remake is a shot-by-shot -shot remake of the original. There wasn't even a reason to remake the 1960 classic besides cashing in on a well-known movie. Roger Eager said that Psycho 1998 demonstrates how pointless shot-by-shot -shot remakes are. At least the spin-off show Bates Motel has a creative reason to exist. It's a prequel series and explores the life of Norman Bates and his mother before the original movie. There are also revivals that didn't need to exist, but they still serve a creative purpose, like El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. I, I wouldn't even consider El Camino a revival because it's more of an epilogue to Breaking Bad, but still, it's a continuation, so I think the term still applies here. 
Now, spoiler alert for Breaking Bad, the Breaking Bad finale, and El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. The finale ended with Walter White securing money for his family, and then he frees Jesse from Jack's white supremacy gang. Jesse drives away, and that's all we see of him in the finale. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, shows us what happens to Jesse after he escapes. Did we need to know what happened to Jesse after he escaped? Not really, because the point of the finale isn't that Jesse escaped and now does X thing with his life. The point of the finale is that Jesse is free to do whatever he wants, anchoring him down to the next point in his life would take away from that, and so I like that they left it open to interpretation that he's free to do whatever he wants. But still, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, has a good reason to exist. And even though it didn't need to tell us what happened to Jesse after he escaped the compound, it still closes that unanswered question about what he does next. Number 2. Is it an exact copy of the original property? As shown by Psycho 1998, if you plan a revival, you need to do something new if you want to bring back a franchise. You should mix old and new if that makes any sense. For instance, the original Party of Five and the reboot have the same setup. Both of them are about a family of five caring for each other after a personal tragedy. But the reboot does something different. Rather than focusing on a family losing its parents to a car accident, it focuses on a family losing its parents to deportation. Now, there are examples that are the complete opposite of Psycho 1998. A revival of a beloved property can also change too much. In 2004, Joey Tribbiani from Friends got a spin-off show called Joey. Who'd have thought? Now, Joey didn't need a continued story like Jesse did back in El Camino. Honestly, I would have rather watched a story of Chandler and Monica raising a family on a show called The Bings, or about Emma when she's in her 20s like the gang was when the series started in 1994. Joey's story just did not need to be continued. In fact, Joey Tribbiani wasn't their first choice for a spin-off show. Jennifer Aniston said no to a spin-off show for Rachel. Matthew Perry and Courtney Cox said no to a spin-off show about Monica and Chandler. So there goes my idea. And if Jennifer said no, then it's presumed that David Schwimmer was also off the list to reprise his role as Ross. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that the cast and crew wanted to be as creative as possible with Joey. But what ultimately killed the show was the character himself. Generally speaking, comic reliefs aren't as developed as the other characters. So comic reliefs like Joey cannot, cannot carry a show by themselves. So... For that, the characters had to change Joey's character so that he could carry a show by himself. He went from a dim-witted womanizer with countless optimism to someone who didn't have any friends when he moved to Los Angeles 
and couldn't get with any women. Now, I, I don't support womenizing, of course I don't. But having Joey not have any friends and forcing Joey to f grow up, basically, in Los Angeles, it's just such a sudden, drastic change in the character and it feels like a complete betrayal of Joey Tribbiani's character. The Psycho remake and other Shot by Shot remakes might have a better paint job than the originals, but if they're the exact same without anything new to add besides better visuals, then they're probably a bad idea. And you don't want to change the revival too much, as seen with the Joey spinoff show. Now, obviously there are exceptions that keep everything mostly the same or exactly the same or change a lot of things and they still work but this is honestly just my opinion that a revival should generally speaking do something different from the original series so these are my two criteria for reviving a tv show or movie franchise it needs to be brought back for reasons other than just money. And these revivals need to be different in some way from the original property. But not too different. And now, my second question. Is Hollywood running out of original ideas? Oh, certainly not. Now look, Hollywood has relied on revivals for decades. For now, it relies a bit more than usual on reviving old franchises, but we have plenty of films and TV shows that aren't a revival, a reboot, a sequel, or a spin-off show. We just have to be realistic here. Studios aren't gonna invest a ton of advertising money into a TV show or a movie that isn't as well known as those properties that people do know. That could be the reason for why we think that Hollywood is running out of original ideas. And that's because you see more and more coverage of these known franchises and not so much for the original ideas. And they seem to be greenlighting more revivals at this point, but I don't think it's gone far enough, at least not yet where we have more revivals in the works than original franchises. That's all for today's episode. Thanks to Kevin MacLeod for providing the music. This specific song is called Old Timey. I'm required to clarify this. Just because I use Kevin MacLeod's music does not mean that he endorses this podcast. Next episode, I'll talk about how international markets are affecting Hollywood. This is Let's Talk Media, and I'm your host, Vedant Akari.